Hey everybody, it's Charles from HumbleMechanic.com. Today we're talking about vehicle warranties. This is episode 25 of the Humble Mechanic Podcast. I'm really enjoying moving back in time on some of these really old podcasts, listening to the show way back then, watching the show way back then, seeing how things have just so dramatically changed over the years of doing the show for you guys. It's a lot of fun for me, and I really hope you guys are enjoying not only the audio-only versions, but sort of traveling back in time with me. Today, we're going to be talking about warranties and some of the things that a lot of people really don't understand about warranties all the different kinds of warranties, bumper-to-bumper, powertrain, emissions, corrosion, what's covered, what's not, why it might not be covered, and on and on. This should be a very valuable episode for you guys because understanding warranties is something a lot of people really don't do. Even professionals, even technicians, heck, even warranty administrators I've had in the past not truly understand a warranty. It really all boils down to replacing a part for a manufacturer's defect. And there's a lot of ways that can be determined to be true or to not be true. Now, depending on where you work or, you know, where you get your car service, that manufacturer's defect has some subjectivity to it. And maybe something's going to be covered that wasn't technically a defect, or maybe something won't be covered, even though it is sort of a defect, kind of a defect, but not really a defect, and maybe some reasons why a dealership won't cover something that maybe you feel like they should, but they shouldn't. So we're going to be talking about all that and more, but hey, before we get into the show, I want to remind you, if you like the work I do for you guys, you want to help support the show, the best way you can do that is join the crew membership program. This program was set up so that you get awesome discounts to places like Black Forest Industries, Eurowise, MT Knives, Sonic Tools, Scanner Danner's Engine Diagnosis Book, MyCanic, even Eastwood, and plenty more. You get discounts to all of those. In addition to that, you get exclusive content. You get the downloads for the VW Audi training manuals that I build for the classes that I teach. Those cost you 355 bucks a pop, and there's three up there now, and I got a couple of more that I just need to load up for you guys. That's over $1,200 you get right away day one of being a crew member. I've had several crew members email me and say, Charles, I use the Sonic Tools discount 20% off the first go, 10% off after that. I saved like $300. So the crew membership more than paid for itself on one purchase. And guys, that's how I set it up. That's what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be not a way for you to just give me some money to help support the show, but a way that you can get a huge return on your investment. There's a link in the description. You can click it and learn more about that. That's not your thing. Check out the Patreon I set up for you guys or the free one, the easy one that anybody can do. Click the Amazon link in the description. Buy what you were going to buy on Amazon anyway, and I get a little credit for it. All those things literally do help me keep the lights on. If you want to go back and watch this video, you can also do that. There's, of course, links to the original blog post as well as a video on YouTube in the description over on the blog at HumbleMechanic.com. All right, with that, let's talk about some warranties. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about manufacturer's warranties. Um, We're going to talk about the bumper-to-bumper, we're going to talk about the emissions, we're going to talk about powertrain, we're going to talk about all that stuff. Now, I'm a VW guy, but most of these things are actually really common to all the brands. Manufacturers sort of have this established way and process that they do things, so uh, this is pretty universal, even though, as you can see, 
this is a Volkswagen logo right here. Um, I'm a VW guy, but nonetheless, this pretty much covers most of the automotive industry. So let's start with the base warranty. This is the warranty that uh, most commonly is referred to as the bumper-to-bumper -bumper warranty. Depending on what kind of vehicle you drive, it could be three years or 36,000 miles, four years, 50,000 miles, on up. I don't know. I, I don't follow all the manufacturers on what their warranty is, so check your owner's book because that's the best place to get it. Also, cars.com has a... Uh, a full list of what, what everybody's warranty is. I think the most common one is probably three years or 36,000 miles. And this is the one that people think covers everything. No matter what goes wrong with my car, my three-year 36 bumper-to-bumper -bumper base warranty, whatever you want to call it, is going to take care of it. The truth is, is that it doesn't cover everything. There are a lot of things that it won't cover, like wiper blades, like tires. Tires are actually under a different warranty from the tire, tire manufacturer depending on the failure. If you run over a nail, it's not covered under warranty. Um, brakes aren't covered under warranty. Wiper blades aren't covered under warranty. Now, there are manufacturers that have carefree maintenance programs uh, like BMW. I know they used to. I assume they still do. Audi used to. I assume they still do, where worn brake pads and wiper blades would be covered, but that's a little bit different thing. That's actually carefree maintenance, not necessarily warranty. Uh, I know we're sort of splitting hairs with it, but um, basically if you think of something that's a consumable, so uh, wiper blades is a great example. Your wiper blades are going to wear out. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive, uh, unless you're my buddy Jack in his Ferrari when he just doesn't drive it in the rain because he's one of those smug uh, Ferrari guys that doesn't drive his car in the rain. I, I only say that because my cabbie is pretty much the same way that I just don't drive it in the rain. But uh, mine doesn't have a top, so Jack, I'm not sure what your excuse is, but uh, I gotta be honest, if I had a Ferrari, I probably wouldn't drive it in the rain either. But let me not get too far off topic, giving uh, my buddy Jack a hard time about it. Um, this warranty is built to cover defects in manufactured parts. It could cover poor design. A lot of times the poor design turns into the defect. Uh, I did a video on the 2-liter turbo water pump uh, Volkswagen TSI engines a while back. And, you know, a weird or a poor, I can't really say it's a poor design. I'm, I'm not an engineer, so um, I don't want to say it's a poor design, but there is a significant failure rate on it. So that leads me to believe that there is something a little weird with it. So anyway, the defect shows itself. Um, it could be a poor design, but the defect is sort of where we see it. And that can come in the form of, you know, a coolant leak or a high-failing part that causes a check engine light or a high-failing part that causes, you know, a, a noise while you drive. The spectrum's all over the place with, with, uh, with failures. I mean, cars break. We all know that. Um, so it could cover that. One really good example beyond the water pump one I like to give is um, it's not really a poor design. It's just kind of an odd design. So in the back of most Volkswagens, there's, um, there's two vents. So um, airflow comes underneath the center console and up and out vents for the rear compartment. Well, it just so happens that it's in the perfect spot that if you put a kid in a car seat, the kid kicks it and it breaks the vents. Now, it's not really a defect of the part. It's a weird design. And a lot of times manufacturers will cover that anyway. I know I've put tons and tons and tons of those vents um, in on, on Jettas and Jetta Sport wagons over the years. So, um, you know, it's just kind of an odd design. 
Uh, check engine lights, noises, like I said, all this stuff. Basically the things that aren't covered, this is the easiest way to remember it. Things that wear out, so wiper blades, tires, brakes. Batteries are actually one that might be covered and might not be covered. You really wanna make sure that you're asking the questions when you're buying a vehicle, especially a new vehicle. Are these parts covered? Are batteries covered? Are tires covered, you know, through, a, through another warranty? Does Michelin cover Michelin tires? How do I execute that warranty? It also doesn't cover things that are due to outside influence. So while a leak of the windshield might be covered, if you're driving and some, a rock pops up and puts a crack in the windshield, it's not covered. Um, that's outside influence. That might be covered with your insurance. Uh, someone keys your car, it's not covered. Uh, oh gosh, what else have we seen? Yeah, uh, a flat tire, if you run over a nail, like I said, I think before, it's not covered. And those are all actually concerns that we've had where a customer comes in, their vehicle is under warranty. They say, hey, I got a crack in my windshield. Well, I'm sorry, that's not covered. You know, go through your insurance or whatever. Um, you basically have to think of a failing part not due to any outside influence. And uh, again, the design thing gets kind of gray. A lot of times, uh, good dealerships will take care of that for you, whether whether it's you know technically a failed part or a bad design or what. So you know the end result is really an unhappy customer. And uh, I know most of my fellow fellow uh, automotive folk, we we want to avoid that at all possible. So uh, so when it comes to things to, that are under base warranty, um, just think of failed parts that aren't consumable. Moving on to powertrain, which a lot of manufacturers have a different powertrain warranty from the base warranty. And Hyundai is a great example. They have like a 100,000 mile warranty that lasts a million years or whatever. Uh, don't quote me on the million years because it's probably not. But traditionally what powertrain means is engine components, internal especially engine components, some may cover oil leaks, some might not. Um, internal transmission components, some may cover oil leaks, some may not and driveline components. This will be your axles. It might cover CV joints. Um, usually powertrain is a little bit stricter on what is covered and what isn't covered than a base warranty would be. So for example, a base warranty would cover a CV boot, let's say. Um, I'm not saying that it does. I'm saying for this example, let's say it does, a base warranty does cover a CV boot. Now the powertrain warranty might cover the CV joint, the actual mechanical part, but it may not cover the boot that encases the joint. And uh, a lot of manufacturers do consider CV boots to be a maintenance item or a wear and tear item, so they don't cover it. So think of powertrain as like the big, really expensive mechanical components inside the engine, inside the transmission, perhaps inside a differential or a transfer case. Um, you know, we, we don't see anymore so many powertrain warranties when the B5.5 Passats were out, we would see a lot of oil leaks and, and cover that under powertrain, but now mostly uh, we get everything straightened out and it's under base warranty or some kind of warranty extension. Uh, that's, a, that's a whole other topic for another show, but uh, you know, just again, think of powertrain, engine transmission, and driveline, whether it's a front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, or four-wheel drive. There's also now an emissions warranty um, this is one that gets really, really kind of all over the place depending on where the car was purchased and what state I think it's registered in. So, so emissions do, emission warranty do vary from state to state. Um, states like California and Massachusetts have a different 
emissions warranty than say Texas or you know Florida for example so when it comes to this one you really need to make sure that you're in contact with the manufacturer um, I wouldn't go solely on the owner's book just in case a car was meant to you know purchased in California and sold in Nevada and the owner's book got switched around so if you run into an issue with something like a catalytic converter um, an ECM an engine computer or there's like Three other quirky things that uh, that could be covered potentially. Make sure you're in contact with the manufacturer before you make any repairs, so that uh, you know you may be at a hundred thousand miles, but your car could be a California emissions car, and, and that catalytic converter might be covered. Whereas if it's a non-California emissions car, it's only eight years, eighty thousand miles. But I think the baseline warranty for federal emissions is eight years, eighty thousand miles. But again, be in contact with the manufacturer, have them run your VIN and, uh, and see. Federal emissions doesn't come up all the time. It's probably the least common warranty we execute through Volkswagen. It used to be a little bit higher when we were doing a lot of catalytic converters, and we see them from time to time, but not nearly in the numbers that we've seen um, in the late 2000s, you know, mid to late 2000s. So um, again, ECM catalytic converter, very state dependent. So make sure you're in contact with the manufacturer, uh, and to get the right information. There's also another one that a lot of manufacturers offer, and that's a corrosion warranty where if your vehicle rusts, they'll take care of it. Um, I'll be honest in 11 years, I've never seen one, not one covered. Um, there may have been one that I forgot about, but Generally, when there's any type of corrosion issue, it's due to outside influence, like we talked about under base warranties. So just be, in, be aware that your car may have a corrosion warranty. Um, it may not. I don't know. Cars.com, like I said, I'll try and put a link to that in the show notes to where you can look and see what, what warranty your manufacturer offers on, uh, on corrosion, on emissions, on powertrain, and on the regular base warranty. So, um, now, the question, this is actually the whole reason this show came up. Someone asked me, um, they said their car's about to be out of warranty. They want to take it to the dealership, and they want to make sure that the dealership fixes everything that's wrong with it before it's out of warranty. And um, I, that's not really how it works. So when you have a concern, let's say your check engine light's on. You bring it to the dealership because your car is under warranty. The dealership fixes your car. Now, let's say you have 35,000 miles. Your car runs out at 36. You're expecting that they're going to go through your entire car and find every problem that is wrong or might be wrong um, in the future, and they don't. They fix your check engine light and send you out the door. Well, minus looking at safety items, which we'll talk about in a minute, the technician did what he was supposed to. Um, as dealership technicians, we really have to focus when cars are under warranty on the concern the customer brought the car in for. So if you brought it in for a check engine light and I test drive it, and I hear like a tiny buzz from over here, uh, maybe in the center console or behind the radio, I'm not supposed to say anything about it. And you may not have heard it anyway. I mean, I can't tell you guys how many times I've driven with, uh, with customers <clears throat> for a noise and they're talking about a noise in the, you know, like front left and I'm hearing stuff here, I'm hearing stuff behind me, I'm hearing stuff in the console. You know, there's noise everywhere in the car, but they're only concerned about one. So that's one reason why we don't open a can of worms on. Uh, especially on rattles, but manufacturers track everything when it comes to warranty repairs. They look at the repair order. So let's say you brought your car in for a check engine light. We fix the check engine light. Now all of a sudden there's under warranty lines. There's 
customer has a bad tie rod, customer has an exhaust leak, customer has an oil leak, customer has a vibration, customer has this, customer has this. <clears throat> the manufacturer sort of red flags that and goes, well, the customer didn't come in for this initially. You know, now all of a sudden they have all these other problems. The technician did all these other repairs, got paid a ton of money. Do we believe that this was an actual repair or do we believe the technician was just, you know, sort of fluffing his time and and trying to do all these repairs under warranty? And it was actually a really big issue on the 1.8 turbos where guys would sell under warranty a valve cover cam adjuster gasket. And, um, you know, you can convince me that it might have been the right thing to do for the customer. That's, again, a, a separate a separate show topic. But, you know, uh, a 1.8 turbo would have an oil leak done every 15,000 miles. And while that's a really common oil leak, and I've done a few on my Passat, if the repair is done right, it's not an every 15,000 mile repair. So traditionally, the way Volkswagen works is if we add something on, it has to be a safety-related item. Or it has to be something that can cost a lot more money or leave a customer stranded in the future. So if I roll the window up and here it's, as it comes up here, it's scraping while, while it's operating, I'm going to probably say something <clears throat> because that's going to either result in the window being stuck down, the car getting flooded. Now we have a huge, huge repair bill or let's say the glass breaks. Now we have not only a bigger repair bill than we would have, we still have the original issue and we got a ton of glass to clean up and we got a really ticked off customer. So for the most part, if it's a safety item or if it's an, a repair that's going to cost more in the long run, um, we say something and we take care of it. But the idea that you can just bring your car in and say, hey, fix everything that's going to be covered under warranty, most of the time that doesn't work out. Um, that it may vary from manufacturer to manufacturer, but I know I had a buddy with an Audi that the brake pads were covered under the free maintenance and they had to be a specific millimeter before they could be replaced. And the reason they had to be was because when the technician replaced it, they sent it back to Audi. So a lot of times when we make warranty repairs, we take the part, we box it up and we send it back. And that is sent to, um, I forget what the name of the center is that that they send it to, but uh, it's sent and it's examined and they do analysis on it. The test warranty test center. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. <laughs> um, so we send it to the warranty test center. The warranty test center, as you might guess from the name, tests this part. And a if they test the part and deem that there was nothing wrong with it, um, the dealership actually does get charged that money. So the technician has to give the money back. The service advisor has to give the money back. The service manager has to give the money back. And the dealership, the profit the dealership makes, um, all that gets taken and pulled back. So we only really want to make repairs on legitimate warranty uh, warranty parts and things that are actually failed. So um, that's why when you take your car in and say, hey, fix everything, they probably won't do it. Um, they'll look for stuff and they'll look for safety things because that's our job. Our job is to make sure you're safe in your car, but, um, you know, we can't find every little thing. And, and so the, the, the good advice is if you have issues that you're concerned about, write them down and, um, you know, they'll go from there. So again, proven things that aren't proven to be failures, the dealership may be responsible for paying for. So where do we find all this information? I just like downloaded a ton of stuff at you guys. Where do we find all this? Well, the best space for a customer to find it is in your owner's book. 
Um, that little magic book that's in the glove box, um, there's a lot of information in there. And I've been preaching for years and years for people to just open it up and take a look. A lot of times the warranty pamphlet will actually be separate from the, uh, the how-to on the vehicle, but it's probably in there with almost all the information that you're going to need. If you have a specific question, call the dealer, but don't ask for the service department necessarily. Talk to the warranty administrator. The warranty administrator generally knows the manufacturer's warranty inside and out, upside down, and if they don't, they probably have at like a ready like a tab on their on their computer where they can pull it up and answer your question for you. Whereas if you asked me if something was covered, I would say probably, but let me go check. They have that information right on their desktop to check and make sure that they're giving you the right information. So ask for the warranty administrator. Don't talk to service advisors. Don't talk to the parts department. Go right to the administrator if you can get to them and uh, and talk to them about what is and what isn't covered. So I know my warranty administrator is incredible. She's so good at her job. It's ridiculous. And uh, a lot of times I'll ask her, hey, is this covered under warranty? And she'll fire it off. Yes, no. Um, you know, or it's got a warranty extension or there's a recall or whatever. So she's razor sharp and, and I really appreciate all her, her hard work. And uh, she does a lot for customers too, which is ultra cool. But um, anyway, guys, that is pretty much how a base warranty, powertrain, federal emissions, and corrosion warranties work. Um, there are other kinds of warranties, tire warranties, key warranties, extended warranties, certified warranties, on and on and on. Those are all for a different show. I hope that you guys learned something today from this episode and really begin to understand about vehicle warranties. We may not like what it is, but all the information is out there. It's available to us before we make a purchase on our car. And I really do think that extended warranties can be a great thing if they're purchased correctly. So as always, if you guys have questions or comments about today's show, head over to the blog, episode 25. Leave it down in the comments. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes for audio, YouTube for video, and of course, over at HumbleMechanic.com for all of that. You can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, on Snapchat. And hey guys, if you're digging these audio-only versions of the shows, do me a huge favor. Head over to your favorite podcasting platform and leave it a review. If you think it's worth five stars, that's really awesome. If you think it's worth something other than that, well, I really do appreciate you guys taking the time to go over and leave a review. Click the stars, leave some words, anything you can do. It really does help me out and I super duper appreciate it. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you next time.